Praise God. That old song says, I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Mount Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and I won the victory. Aren't you glad today for the saving blood of Jesus Christ? Oh, praise God. Aren't you thankful today for the cross of Calvary? Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, my. I want you to know today that we have a reason and a right to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. It's not just because we've got a, a, a sound system and a, an organist that knows how to play and praise singers that are, that are leading us into the presence of God. Amen. But I've got a reason and a right. Amen. To go before him by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible said he is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Have you praised him as great as he is today? Praise the Lord. I give honor today to everyone that's come into the house of the Lord. Amen. To each and every one of you. It feels so good. Amen. To be here in this place. The presence of the Lord is so rich and real. You know, he abides in the praises of his people. Amen. And there is, there's, it's just phenomenal. When we get in here and we get to worshiping God for who he is. Amen. It opens the door of the presence of God and the windows of heaven. Amen. The spirit of God is poured out and, and God just does his thing. And I'm thankful today to be a small part. Amen. Of a large family of the church of the living God. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I love him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I uh, was getting ready. We came through the doors this morning. My phone rang. Brother and Sister Bennett said, uh, we can't get there. And I said, well, why can't you get here? They said, because we're rained out on both sides. We tried both ways to get out of the road and uh, or, or to church. He said, when I saw the first way was rained out, he said, we went the other way and we found out that way was flooded. And I said, well, you're just going to have to watch it online. So Brother and Sister Bennett are watching online. So I give them honor today. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I didn't realize that it had rained so much, but it brought to mind that old song, Coming Down, Down, Down. Coming down, down, down. You know you're getting older when you start, you start preaching songs. Amen. The glory of the Lord is coming down. When the saints begin to pray for the Lord to have his way. Woo. You ought to have a smile on your face. If you ain't smiling this morning, the devil's got you right where he wants you. But if you can smile in the Lord. Woo. I said if you can smile in the Lord then you got hold of the Holy Ghost. And if you ain't smiling today, amen, this is the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Though your circumstance, amen, may be harsh, let me tell you, Jesus is still Lord. Amen. And this joy of the Lord is powerful and precious. Praise God. Spend a little time away from the joy of the Lord. And I'm telling you, the devil will put you right where he wants you. Praise God. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable 
and full of glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where's Brother Jerry? Brother Jerry, Sister Sarah, night before last, I went to bed and I dreamed a dream. And in that dream, I prophesied to you too. And that prophecy was this. The Lord said, I will open doors that no man can shut. And I will shut doors that no man can open. And he said, be faithful and enter into the door. And when you enter into that door, I'm going to open more doors for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Bogle, that's how we know we're getting old. We dream dreams. He said, your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I don't know what that means, but I know it must to you. So trust God. Be faithful. Amen. And I give them honor today. They're so precious. Amen. I love, love the comments. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew, the 26th chapter. We're going to be reading verses 36 through 41. Matthew 26, 36 through 41. Wonderful job, praise team. Beautiful, beautiful anointing today in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 26, beginning at verse 36. If you haven't, say amen. amen. If you don't have your Bible, look up there on the wall. Praise the Lord. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavily, very heavy. And then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Everyone knows you're maturing when you can pray that prayer. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, Watch could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want to preach on this topic today. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Would you, if you would allow me this, would you look at your neighbor today and just ask him? Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Amen. Everybody's looking at their clock and looking at their watches. Do you know what time it is? Because I truly believe many people do not understand what time it is. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we ask the Lord to bless this word? Lord, we love you today. We thank you for the spiritual bread that we're about to receive, Lord. We ask you. 
God, let that bread to be broken according to the will of your spirit. And let every heart and soul that are in this house to be receptive under that bread. And Lord, let that bread to be applied to our life, Lord, for the growth of the muscles and the bones. God, for the heart, Lord, I pray that you would minister unto us. God, and let your word to work in us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said amen. amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Commentary tells us that the last time the inner group of the disciples, Peter, James, and John, were pulled aside was on the Mount of Transfiguration. But here they are together again on a mountain. But this time, instead of his glory shining through his humanity, instead they would witness his radically obedient humanity on display. In this moment of time, the weight of the entire world, Jesus, the spotless lamb, the perfect man, was about to take upon himself the sins, not only of the present day and that generation, but throughout the annals of time of you and I, of our children and our children's children. So if we could understand the weight that was upon him on Mount Calvary today, you could partially understand the weight of that day that was upon his shoulders. In this moment of time, Jesus made a request of his disciples. He said, tarry here and watch with me. Scripture tells us Jesus went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed saying, Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Amen. I want to tell us today that ought to be the prayer of our life. Amen. I preach about this often because it needs to be made mention to all of us very often. Amen. Today we are living in an easy society. We are looking for easy. We are looking for comfortable. But I want to tell us today, amen, sometimes God will ruffle your feathers. Sometimes God will do a work in us that is uncomfortable. Sometimes, amen, we go through things. And as a matter of fact, I would say this. Amen. Our prayer is to be like him. Oh, God, let me be like you. Lord, let me to be like Jesus. Amen. We find Apostle Paul. He said, I want to be like him. Amen. He said, in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. In other words, if I'm going to be like him, I want to be like him in every attribute. Amen. That he had. And some would say, well, that's a hard thing. Let me tell you, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Amen. In the fellowship of his suffering, yes, because that comes along with it. The Bible actually tells us that everyone that lives for God will suffer tribulation. Did you know that? Amen. We have trials and struggles, problems. Amen. But here in this scripture, we're talking about the suffering of Jesus. And Luke records this happening like this. And he was withdrawn from them 
about a stone's cast. And he kneeled down and he prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. And there appeared unto him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And it goes a little further with Luke's testimony. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Today I want us to, to picture this if we could. Amen. Christ the Savior. Amen. The spotless lamb. Amen. Was getting ready to be offered up. Amen. And the man Christ Jesus did not want to go to the cross. He didn't want to suffer and die on that hillside. He had a life. Amen. He had family. He didn't want to die on a hill called Mount Calvary. Amen. I, I, I want to say today, amen, uh, slaying this old flesh is one of the hardest things that we'll ever do. Amen. Striking blows against, amen, this old flesh is some of the hardest things that we'll ever go through as far as conquering the old man. And I'm not talking about a spiritual flagellism. I, I'm talking about a spiritual thing of revenging that, that old disobedient body. Amen. Bringing it to a place of repentance and submission. I want to say this today to the congregation. God wants us to come to a place to where His will reigns supreme in our life. Amen. God's will above my will. Amen. My problem is this. I dwell in this old body of flesh. Amen. I want to do what I want to do. I want things to be like I want them to be. I want to walk as I want to walk. I want to talk as I want to talk. I want to minister as I would minister. Amen. The only thing about it is this. Amen. I've got to be servant to him. I've got to be, amen, submissive to the will of my Father, amen, which is in heaven. And that brings me at a place, amen, to death in this old body. Amen. Ultimately, God's will can only rule in me, amen, if me dies. Is that all right? Amen. Jesus said it like this. He said, you've got to take up your cross and follow him. I'm going to throw this at you today. Amen. When Jesus said that, there was no cross in view. I don't know that they understood what he was talking about at that moment. They didn't know there was a cross in Calvary at that particular moment. He said, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. In other words, you've got to apply the instrument of death that we become servant to the will of God in our lives. And if I don't come to a place of death in my life, then I want you to know my old will is out of order. My old attitude is out of order. My desires are out of order. My Lord, I'm going somewhere today. Amen. I want you to know, amen, that if we don't slay the old man, brother Eli, amen, we'll gather things in our life and we'll struggle with issues and, and problems that we ought not struggle with. Why? Because I'm struggling with my very own will and my very own desires and what I perceive to be God's will. Amen. Let me tell us today. Amen. The will of God is that we become submissive to His will. Yeah. Right. Right. Is that all right? Yeah. 
Amen. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Matthew says this, that he cometh to his disciples and he findeth them asleep. I, I want you to imagine this. Amen. These were to become the greatest men in the world, scripturally speaking. And he findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, watch. He said, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen, church, I'm going to submit that at, at the most crucial hour in this world, at the most crucial hour that this world has ever seen, with the destiny of humanity and Peter himself hanging in the balance, Jesus' inner circle, including the chief disciple, were found to be asleep. Look at your neighbor and ask him, Amen, do you know what time it is? Amen, do you know what time it is? Amen. I was informed this week that the longest message ever preached, Amen, was over 50 hours. And they had to have over 10 or more in occupation of that same building to consider it, amen, legitimate to be put into the records. And for 50 hours, the same man preached the gospel of Jesus Christ and he preached it from Genesis to Revelation. Thank God Brother Cook ain't going there. Amen. But I'm going to ask you today to stay with me for about another 30 minutes. Could you do that? And Paul told Timothy, he said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own self. Look at your neighbor and ask them, do you know what time it is? Oh, do you know what time it is? That in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, inconsistent, fierce, despisers of those that do good, traitors, men are going to turn on you, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than, than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He said, from such turn away. Amen. He said, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lust. Amen. Let me tell you today or let me ask you today, do you understand what time it is? Do we have an understanding of what moment of time that we're living in and what, what hour that we're living in because I truly believe, amen, that we are at the last stroke of midnight and that Jesus Christ is coming and I've got to be ready to go home to be with him, amen. But I'm finding that even in the last day, amen, people are struggling with themselves and struggling with ideas and struggling with problems that they ought not have, not realizing that the, the, the intimidating enemy, amen, wants to busy you with everything in the world that you forget what time it is. He does not have to make you backslide. All he has to do 
is that your ministry become unfruitful. You see, if your ministry becomes unfruitful, Brother Kevin, hey man, there are those in this congregation that wouldn't be here. Do you, do you see that? Hey man, I want to tell us today, hey man, that we better watch out that our ministry be fruitful in that we are reaching constantly out towards the lost world, that we don't get tied up, amen, with all kinds of things. Why? Because we are at the end of time. Amen. The clock is fixing to strike midnight. Amen. The trumpet is fixing to go to the angel's lips. Amen. The dead in Christ are fixing to rise. And those that are alive and remain are going to be caught up. We're going to have a reunion in the sky. And I want to preach this today. I want to tell you, you better get ready because Jesus is coming. Get ready because Jesus is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. And I want you to know this. Amen. That you need to Realize what time it is. Yeah. I truly as a pastor feel that sometimes we absolutely forget what time it is. We get caught up in the affairs of the world. Caught up in the politics of the world. Caught up in the attitudes of the world. Amen. We're entering into an election season. Everybody's watching what's happening. We got a former president. I don't know if he's going to go to jail or not. Amen. We've got presidents up there. We've got everybody running in the world. Amen. Let me tell you this. Whatever happens is ordained of God. And it's going to be what it's going to be. Amen. I'm going to cast my ballot because God. Amen. And I believe this country, my civic duty is to find at least the less revolting of everybody. And vote for that individual. But I want you to know this. I'm not going to get caught up in the mix. I'm not, oh, I'm not going to crash and burn because somebody else is president that I don't want to be president. I'm going to realize today. I'm going to get my mind off the politics of the situation. I'm going to get my mind off the world out there. I'm going to get my mind off of desires that would creep across the flesh. Why? Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, I believe today we ought to speak it every morning. When we get up in the morning, today could be the day. This could be the hour. The moment is among us right now. Jesus is coming. leaders of Jesus Peter, James and John at the most crucial hour that humanity had ever seen Amen. in that moment they fell asleep in that moment amen. they had forgotten what Jesus had told them amen. listen to this amen. he said in the last days perilous times shall come what day are we living in we're living in the last of the last days how do I know that? Because I find in Joel the second chapter, amen, and in Acts the second chapter, the Bible said, in the last days, saith the Lord, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. So some would say, well, those were the last days. Yes. That was the last day. Amen. That, I believe, amen, was one of, uh, of the last moments of time we've entered into a, an era of grace. And now we know and understand that we've entered into the last days. But here we are, a dispensation, I believe, longer than any other dispensation. Amen. And we find in the middle of all this, people are losing their minds. Uh, people are leaving God. Uh, people are failing God. Uh, people are getting caught up in the 
world. People, oh my, I want to preach today to it and tell us this. It's time. It's time. Paul goes on to say this. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of. Amen. Continue, continue in what? Amen. Paul told Timothy this. He said, but watch thou in all things. Everybody say watch. 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 Amen. Church, God has a word for us this morning. Romans 13 says this, and that knowing the time and now it is high time to wake up out of sleep. For now is our salvation near. Amen. Then when we believe the night is far spent, the day is at hand, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Everybody say the armor. Amen. Let me tell us this today. Church, it's time that we wake up. It's time that we come alive. It's time today that we sink ourselves and realize today, amen, that Jesus is coming in a moment, in an hour in which you think not. And you got to be ready to go home in a moment's notice. And I want to tell us today, I don't want to miss the rapture because of an attitude. I don't want to miss the rapture because of an unrepented sin in my life. I don't want to miss the rapture because I've been disobedient I don't want to miss the rapture because I've been rebellious and I hadn't brought it under subjection and I believe today that some some will if we're not careful I've been asked before amen what is a heaven and hell issue amen and they brought certain things is this a heaven and hell issue is that a heaven and hell issue I mean let me tell us today That bottle of water I'm looking at can be a heaven and hell issue. For Esau, it was a bowl of pottage, a bowl of stew, amen, that he lost his relationship with God. And listen to this, he was tricked out of it. Church, it's time to wake up. Have you ever wondered why prayer is called watching? You ever considered that? Why is prayer watching? Because the majority of the time in prayer, our eyes are closed. Lord Jesus. Watching. He said, watch and pray. He said, watch unto prayer. Amen. Have you ever wondered why prayer is called watching? 1 Peter 4 and 7 says this, But the end of all things is at hand. But be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Jesus told the church at Sardis, He said, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, listen to this, that are ready to die. He said, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. He said, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard them. Hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch. Think about that. This whole paragraph to them was about unfaithful watchers. They were not watching. He said, be watchful and strengthen those things which remain 
and are ready to die. I want to tell us today, in the church here at Sardis, I'm going to submit that their prayer life had nearly died. It had nearly died. I want to tell us today, if the only prayer time you get is the 15 or 20 minutes before service, on Sunday and on Wednesday, you're on dangerous ground. You're not watching. I'm not watching. If, if that is all we can glean and that is all we can have, then I want you to know, amen, that we are in perilous times truly because we are not watching our spiritual lives. Let me tell us today, it is impossible to pray honestly and have sin consistently in our lives. You can't do it. Someone say, how do you know they're like that? How do you know this? Because they're not praying. Why? Because sin is prevalent. When sin is prevalent, nobody's watching. If I am not watching myself, and listen to me, get your eyes off other people. Get your eyes on yourself. You want to watch somebody, watch yourself. This old man here. Hey Amen. Why? Because I'm going, to, I'm going to be truthful today. This old man's prone to fall. This old man is prone to have accidents. This old man is prone to failures. This old man, this pastor, amen, that's worked many years faithfully, at least I tried. Amen. And I found out, amen, that in this body dwelleth no good thing. Amen. And I've got to watch myself. Because if I'm not watching myself, I'm watching somebody else. And I want us to understand today, I've got to watch old Philip Cook. Amen. Because if I'm not careful, amen, I'll have my eyes on everything out in the whole wide world. Not realizing that I'm walking an edge. Amen. Not far from the glory and not far from backsliding. You better watch your step. You better watch where you're going. You better watch how you're acting. You better watch what you're doing. Oh, I'm here to tell you, you better watch and pray. Watch and pray. Amen. That word watch comes from many translations. You can look in the word of God and begin to look it up in Strong's Concordance and the many other definitions. But it always comes up exactly the same thing. He said to be sober. To waken. To rouse. To collect one's mental faculties. To shake yourself. Amen. I'll never forget, you know, when we were young, we were little bitty kids. Amen. I, I remember mom coming and waking us up for school. Amen. And I would hear those old flip-flops coming down the hallway. I knew, Brother Eli, it was time to get up and go to school, and I dreaded it with a passion. I knew I could gauge, I could hop out of the bed by the time she grabbed the doorknob. Make it look like I'd been up for hours. Because I heard her coming. But if I didn't get up immediately. And dad was there. She'd go tell dad. And the difference between mom and dad was this. Is I never heard dad coming. Never. Dad came down the hallway. Amen. Before I knew what would happen. Dad would sling the door open. 
and he would either have, amen, a belt in his hand. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. There ought to be more of that kind of business going on. Some of you hate me for that. And if it wasn't that, it was a glass of cold water. Brother McKeith, and I've had that put on me a time or two. And I'm going to tell you, there ain't nothing in this world that'll wake you up like a belt or a glass of cold water. Amen. I want us to understand today that if we're not careful, we'll, we'll lay in our state of slumber believing that all things are as they were and nothing spiritually is happening and I'm telling you today, there is a spiritual rumbling that is going on so deep and so powerful. Amen. That I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know something's going on right now. I'll never forget. Uh, it's 2020, I believe, was the year. That I felt something in November and December. It was a shaking. And I begin to preach, you better get ready. Something is fixing to happen. I'm not a prophet. But I do know when God imposes upon me, amen, or projects in me that something is going on in the world. And I want to tell you today, there is a spiritual rumbling that is going on in the world. And I'm wanting to get everybody by the shoulder and say, you better wake up because whatever is coming it's coming. And you can't stop it. You can't vote it out. You can't vote it in. It's coming down the pike. And if you're not careful, you'll miss what's happening. You'll not understand what is happening. Amen. I want the church to know our God is a prayer answering God. I said he's a prayer answering God. Psalm said this. David said the Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will receive my prayer. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried even unto my God and he heard my voice. Out of his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears. Let me tell you something today. God hears your prayers. The devil wants you to think, Brother Mason, amen, that God doesn't hear your prayers. But God hears your prayers. I'm going to go as far as to say this. Every prayer prayed and every tear cried. God sees them. The Bible said that he bottles those tears up. God hears your prayer. Amen. Let me tell us today what happened. When the church begins to pray. Abraham prayed. The Bible said, and God healed Abimelech and his family. They were barren. The entire bunch of them were. And God, uh, 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 Abraham prayed for them. And they became fertile and they bare children. Isaac prayed for Rebekah and she bare Jacob and Esau. That's what the Bible says. Jacob prayed and God blessed Jacob's sons. 
Moses fell down and prayed and God spared Israel. I want you to hear me today. Amen. The world, your family, your kinsmen, your sons, your daughters are dependent upon your prayers. Amen. You mean it will make a difference absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. In my family, I came from a long line of preachers. I was the one that didn't want to preach. I ran from my calling with everything that I had. I searched for a way out to the extent that I I said I'm not doing it. And it bore on my soul. Amen. To the extent that I remember one night in the middle of the night that I woke up preaching the gospel in bed beside my wife who was laughing at me. You want to know why? Because I had people praying for me. Amen. Let me tell us today. Amen. God's election and calling are sure. Amen. You need to know today that you need to pray God's will in your children's life and pray God's will in your family's life and pray God's will in your life because I'm telling you, Jesus is coming and you got to be ready to go. Moses prostrated himself. Amen. And God spared all of Israel. He begged for Israel's life. Elijah prayed and God stopped the rain for three and a half years. Elijah prayed again and everyone heard the sound of the abundance of rain. Elijah prayed a 63 word prayer and the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice. Amen. The water and the stones. Elisha prayed and God opened his servant's eyes. The Bible tells us that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. There are over 40 verses telling us that Jesus, the Son of God, amen, the living Savior prayed. Amen. The apostle, uh, 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 the apostles tarried and prayed for 10 days from the ascension to the outpouring and a church was birthed. I want to come into this place today and I want to tell us that God is calling us in this hour, in this moment into a place of prayer. I'm not talking about a mama and daddy prayer. I'm not saying uh, 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 now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Amen. Let me tell us this. God is looking for a church that is going to start praying the fire down and praying the authority of God and praying an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and praying, oh, you want to know why you ain't got revival in your life? It ain't because of me. It's because of you. As a matter of fact, if somebody wants to have revival, every devil in hell can't stop you from having revival. Hallelujah. Hear me today. Paul and Silas prayed and the earth shook. Their bands were loosed. It was because of a prayer meeting that Peter was led out of the prison by an angel. Amen. Let me, let me give us some more scripture. I know I'm reading a lot of scripture. James said this, confess your faults one to another. Oh boy. How about that one? And talk about them. Tell all kinds of ugly things about them. Call your friends about them. Amen. That's what the Bible says. 
No, it doesn't. It said confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'm here to tell you we ought to be lifting one another up in prayer. We ought to be crying the blood of Jesus over each other's life. We ought to be peace speakers. We ought to be people that love with compassion and pour out. Amen. Why? Because Jesus is coming and I don't want nobody to be lost. Hallelujah. Praying. What time is it? It's time for us to wake up out of our sleep and pray. Amen. Have you prayed today? Did you pray yesterday? Did you pray the day before? Amen. It's time for us to wake up out of our sleep and pray. Jesus told the church at Philadelphia, he said, Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Hebrews 4 and 16 says this, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. We can find according to the word of God that we have not because we ask not. I want to tell the church this. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. I, I, I know what the Lord gave me. It's time to pray. It's time to set prayer in your life. It's time to conform to the image of Christ. And it's time to pray. Man, it's time to pray. It's time to pray until we pray every ugly attitude out of us. It's all right. It's, it's time to pray until we become so full of compassion that we can't help but give the gospel message to whoever we meet out on the street. Amen. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Amen. When is the last time that we've sought God for signs and wonders and miracles and the prophetic? And I'm not talking about during church time. I'm talking about home time. I'm talking about altar time. I, oh my, let me tell you this. God is looking for a people that are praying. Amen. You want the condition of this world to change. Amen. It's not about a ballot come November 4th. It's about somebody that's willing to pray. Oh God, you got to help us. God, we need you to move. God, we need you to minister. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says this. If my people which are called by my name. This is so important and I want everyone to understand this next part. If my people which are called by my name. Do we have any people that are called by the name of Jesus in this place? I want you to hear me today. If my people which are called by my name. He said shall humble themselves and pray. You want to know where our problem comes in? Amen. We haven't humbled ourselves in prayer. Is that all right? I'm, I'm, listen. Amen. There's a reason that we struggle with prideful flesh. There's, there's a reason that we struggle with ideas of lust. There's a reason that we struggle with attitudes of bitterness. There's reasons that, that, that 
that, that uh, we have jealous uh, thoughts that continually bombard our mind. Amen. Let me tell you this because we haven't humbled and prayed. Amen. Because we haven't sought God. Because we haven't looked after Him in a way that would cause us to change and cause us to think differently and cause us to act differently. Listen, I believe that if a man will humble himself and pray, amen, that when he goes to the altar repenting of his sins, I believe that God can fill him with the Holy Ghost and touch him in a way, amen, that he hadn't been touched before. And when he gets up, he's not the same person he was when he went down and prayed. I was, I was doing a job many years ago and here in Madisonville. And I, uh, I was there, a very kind lady. And I think I was painting a ceiling in a bedroom. <laughs> I'll never forget, I was moving things around. And I, found, I found this little granite altar. I knew what it was when I seen it. And I went out and I began to talk to that little lady the end of the job, and I asked her about her altar. She said, oh, yes, that's my prayer altar. And I said, what, what denomination are you? She said, I'm Methodist. I said, is that a fact? She said, yes. I looked at her. I said, did you know that Methodists were the first Pentecost in this nation? True. Amen. John Wesley had rolled over in his grave right there. He saw what was going on. In that movement. But that little Methodist lady. That didn't dress like we did. Brother Danny. Didn't look like we did. When I got ready to leave. She said pastor. She said could we have a word of prayer before you leave. And I thought Lord how many of us apostolic people. Do this kind of business. I want us to understand today. I mean, God, the, the only way that you can change is through humility. Yeah. And it's the breaking of our flesh and taking upon us the cross of Calvary. I mean, at the beginning of that, Brother Kevin, is prayer. Right. And, and I'll never forget, I, I got that little lady's hand and, and we began to pray that day. And she said, you, you just start. I said, okay. I prayed. Man, I prayed. I prayed and I prayed. I knew that woman had the Holy Ghost when I got hold of her hands. I prayed and I prayed. And when I was done praying, I thought I had prayed until that little Methodist lady got to praying. And I'm telling you, that little woman prayed the fire down from heaven. And the Holy Ghost fell in the midst of us. Let me tell us today, I believe in holiness. I preach holiness. I walk holiness. I, I've taught holiness all the days of my life. But let me tell you something. You better get it here before you get it here. And that little woman knew how to pray. And I want to tell you today, if you wanted to be counted worthy before him, you better get your body under subjection and learn how to pray. Learn how to pour it out before the throne of heaven and get down there until sweat begins to break as great drops of blood. And you begin to cry, change me, oh God, change me. And when you begin to cry like that, something begins to happen. I've heard people say, I, I can't feel the 
the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, mister. Let me tell you, missus. If you'll get down on your knees and cry out, God, I gotta have you like I gotta have breath in my body. I want to tell you, you'll feel him. Go a week without eating and see how hungry you'll get. I'm telling you, you'll tear the cupboard apart trying to find something to eat. And it's the same way with the things of the Spirit. Let me tell the church this. I believe with all of my heart. Brother Kevin, we've come full circle. I believe the church was birthed. Amen. Out of a prayer meeting, a 10-day prayer meeting that happened after the ascension on the 40th day and then 10 days of prayer. Some have said, I've heard people say before, Amen. Why did the Holy Ghost fall like that? First of all, you've got to know that was the ordination. That was it. That was that was the culmination of everything happening. But also, these men and women had been in a 10-day prayer meeting, fasting and seeking the presence of God. I'm going to challenge you this week. Why don't you commit to a couple days of fasting and every night a prayer meeting? Why don't you get hold of your spouse's hand and kneel in prayer and say, God, put our marriage back together. God, put our family back together. God renew me in the spirit of the Lord let the glory of God fall. I'm telling you you'll have tongues and interpretation in your home I'm telling you today God is a prayer away and all you've got to do is get your eyes off everybody else and start watching yourself Examine yourself. Look at yourself. He said, watch and pray. Amen. Watch and pray. My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Pray and seek. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I want you to know that this goes hand in hand. Amen. You want to know how to not feel the presence of God? Be uncommitted to changing in your life. Have a destination, a target of corruption and sin in your life, you will not feel God. Is that all right? Amen. If you're determined to sin when you get up, I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to get nowhere in your prayer life. He said this, if you shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, amen, get up and go to church on Sunday. Give your tithing unto the Lord. Then everything will be okay. No, that's not what it says. It said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I want us to know this today. and I'm I'm finishing up, Brother Kevin. Y'all can come. I want us to know this. This flesh, I say this a lot, but it needs to sink into everyone. And I feel like I can't make the message clear enough no matter how much I preach it. Your flesh is corrupt. Your flesh is against you. Paul said of his flesh, and you're talking about a man, a man that, 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 that wrote much of the New Testament that evangelized the world that day. He said, I've got to bring my body under subjection. He said, lest I myself become a castaway. Why? 
because the body is corrupt. He said, those things that I would do, I do not. And those things that I would not do, those I do. He said, I find them. There's a war going on in the inside of me. He said, with my flesh, I serve sin. With my, my mind, I serve God. And then he goes on to say, but there is therefore now no condemnation. I want everybody to understand today, Brother Cook ain't preaching condemnation. I'm preaching hope. I'm preaching salvation. I'm preaching righteousness. I'm preaching mercy and grace. But I want you to know this. That if you allow your flesh to reign supreme, Sister Hussey, in our lives, it'll drag us down and we'll be lost. We'll be lost. I don't care how long you've served God. I don't care for how many years you've come to church. If you don't bring your body under subjection and tarry and watch. I've said that we're going to end, I believe, in the same fashion that we began. The church was not birthed with just preaching. The church was not birthed amen in a gathering of musicians playing and all of this is good I love all of this it helps brother Moore the church was birthed out of a prayer meeting I had somebody ask me stand with me I had someone ask me they said, Brother Cook, how many do you run? I said, first of all, it's not me, it's the church. And I said, second of all, that's a trick question. They said, what do you mean a trick question? I said, well, are you talking Sunday morning? You're talking Sunday night? You're talking Wednesday night? Or are you talking prayer meeting? Because I find we find everything in the world to do that come to a place of humility in our lives and surrendering unto God and submitting those. Is it uncomfortable for the flesh? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We entered into a period of revival in this church that gave birth to much of what is going on in here. But I want to tell you why. Brother Danny, Brother Ronnie, we started years ago at 5.30 a.m. You remember that? Every morning at 5.30, we met here and we had prayer meetings. And the door was open to whomsoever will. To whomsoever will. I'm nobody special, just an old hunk of rotten flesh. But I will tell you, if I've got anything spiritually, it's come because we've submitted ourselves unto God. We've surrendered. And we've prayed. I mean, really prayed. Really prayed. I believe that when this church leaves this world, it's going to leave in prayer. I believe this generation today is going to learn what faithfulness is before it's all over with. 
And I've said this, that if you think you're going through trouble now, until you get prayer down, God will ruffle your feathers. Why? Because he wants you to pray. And you will never pray like you are in distress. Church, I'd rather pray now. I'd rather pray out of the abundance of the heart. I'd rather pray in good times than I would in bad times. God is looking today for a church that'll pray. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to let these altars today be open. Could we, as a church, could we bind together and pray, make our way?